Sean, what do you get when you cross a dog with a lion? Roaring uh, good time. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty good, but no cigar for you. Um, I don't know, but you ain't getting no mail. <laughs> Or FedEx, or you know, <laughs> okay, that's back, trying to figure that's out. back in the day, I guess, when mail carriers delivered to your you know, to and, and the dogs were more or less in yes. the front yard, you know, yes, there Dennis we go. the Menace era, <laughs> okay, you know, <laughs> I saw you like Rolodexing, like, okay, I'm trying to get some context for this, you know, it's one of those where it's, it's so silly, it's you have to think about it, okay, okay. it's kind of wacky, Bill. it is wacky, how. How unlike us. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Wacky Worm Live. Welcome, wacky. everybody. Episode 82. 82. That's yeah. Good, good age. Yes. Yeah. We are going back a, a little in time, in our minds at least, maybe not in your minds. I mean, we can't claim to go into your minds. We can't. We try. <laughs> we try. But uh, Bill mentioned, you know, when we did our very first episode way back in the day, it was about a dog. Yeah. Yeah, Shirley we, the dog. We Shirley, we, we, we changed the name to Shirley because we like Shirley. <laughs> Shirley, you don't, you're not calling me Shirley. <laughs> and the very first poem was one that uh, somebody had written in the museum. Shirley the dog, my dog Shirley is a mess. When she farts, it smells grotesque. I think it's a sign of love yes. when a dog farts on you. means they're relaxed. <laughs> Mine does it all the time. And so we did our very first wacky episode about dogs, and then Bill suggested we do dogs again. And because? Because um, recently there was a new record for the uh, longest-lived dog in on Earth, mm-hmm. Bobby. Bobby is a purebred Raferio do Alejento. Mm, very good. Let me rephrase that. Referio <laughs> do Alentejo. I thought it was very Alan, good. <laughs> Alentejo. Okay. And who that? That's why it's so rare because no one knows what the heck kind of dog that is. <laughs> from rural. Yeah, I had never heard of it. From rural Portugal. Yes. Oldest living dog. Alentejo is a yeah. pl- uh, region in Portugal. Alentejo. I bet mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah. But Bobby celebrated his thirty-first birthday. Recently, 31 mm-hmm. years. Now, what does that might translate to dog years? I, seven years is no longer the guideline, no, but I it's got to be 150, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, or so. Ancient. Yeah, ancient. Beyond octogenarian. You know, you know his joints are probably a little inflamed. And, yeah. And, and, but I, 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 found, I found it fascinating, and I found it some good news in, in everything that was going on. Yeah. Um, and and I, was, I was loving the, the uh, news snippets I was seeing about the dog and ambling along and just kind of wagging his tail, not quite sure what all the fuss was about, <laughs> yeah. but enjoying, enjoying his, his uh, celebrity, his yeah. newfound celebrity. Yeah, and getting very tired too, though, you know, his, his, his person said that he just, he had to get up and down too many times and it wasn't easy for him. Poor guy, he probably thought he had to greet every visitor, <laughs> yes. you know. I find, and and the irony is, I hope this isn't what adds to his demise is getting up and down, and then we sh- we hasten the inevitable. Hopefully, he'll live another thirty-one years. Wouldn't that be something? Sixty-two-year-old <laughs> dog. <laughs> but you know, I was just thinking about our last episode, and maybe they'll have him stuffed. Oh. Uh, you know, <laughs> I made it's a pretty big, big dog. That's, that's a, a lot dog. of stuffing. That's a big dog. There are an, a couple of. St- Tidbits I found that were interesting about Bobby. Okay. Uh, he has always been allowed to roam free 
and he's never been chained or leashed. Excellent. Bobby eats a diet of unseasoned human food. Oh, I thought you and, were going to say human flesh. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's, a, that, that, that's a vampire dog there. <laughs> he eats a diet of unseasoned human food and drinks a liter of water every day. Well, good for Bobby. That, that's proof that water is life. Mm-hmm. And It's never dehydrated. Though Guinness claims Bobby is less adventurous in his old age, he can often be found sunbathing with his four cat friends in the yard. In recent years, Bobby's eyesight has deteriorated, and he often bumps into things while Aww. he walks. Don't we all? Aww. But he's yes. otherwise healthy, especially considering his advanced age. Who was making fun of him not being adventurous? I mean, I my gosh, when you're 200 years old, can, want, can you stop being adventurous? I think so, and I think you want. I think you <laughs> would want to sunbathe with some nice little felines in the yard. Yeah, you know, warm your bones and joints. Speaking of which, Bill has brought a uh, wine for us that we're drinking today called Here Kitty Kitty. kitty. Here Kitty Kitty. <laughs> Here Kitty. You know, I thought it's appropriate. You have cats. I've got a feral cat that has tried to claim the home, but the I dogs aren't quite having it. I know. I have one feral cat and, and two tame ones. Trebbiano. It's an old world grape. I've never had a wine with that kind of grape in mm. it. Hmm, Maybe is it from Portugal, perhaps? Well, no. It says it's it's uh, identified with many of Italy's oh, favorite Italy's. white wines. It's Italian. Uh-huh. Here, kitty, kitty. You know, <laughs> these bottles are something else. You know what I mean? The labels are as interesting as the wine. Some of them. Uh, uh, welcome everybome. everybody to welcome. Wacky Poem Life. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> we welcome you. I am Sean. <laughs> I'm Bill. And we come to you every week from the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry. Did you hear how I said rural? Rural. Rural. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on rural. I about became foghorn leghorn there for a second. My boy, I tell you, my boy, <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> Don't get us started. Our train is easily let off. Speaking of dogs, that poor dog, that foghorn leghorn was always, oh, oh He'd man. lift his tail up and swat him and then run and he'd get to the edge of his chain and choke himself. Cruelty. That was awful. Foghorn. Yeah. You were so mean. Yeah. And the chicken hawk was also funny. You know, trying <laughs> yes. to drag him off. I'm going to eat me some chicken. What you doing yeah. there, boy? <laughs> what you chewing on my leg, boy? <laughs> I'm a chicken hawk, and you're a chicken. <laughs> uh, usually, if you listen to us, um, we talk about a poem someone has left here in the museum. and But, you know, here lately, we haven't done that it's as much. It's been a little bit of a... But also, it's been a little bit of a poem drought. Yes, we need we need folks to step up well, and come in and mm-hmm. leave them everywhere. We need we need more um, poem visitors to. Yeah. Um, you said a drought. You, they need to rain upon rain. It's raining the walls poems. inside here. Mm-hmm. It's raining rain poems. poems. Hallelujah! It's raining poems. poems. You know what? <laughs> It's funny how we both just cadenced right into that. We're children of the 70s and 80s. That's right. We be old. Right. Anybody out there listening yeah. younger than us? We pity you. We be old. Kinda. Yeah, we do pity you. Except for your joints. This Bobby, the the oldest dog, he kind of reminds me, reading about him, of um, of a Pyrenees. Because they, they say that he's a defender. Uh, that This is what this breed of dog is usually... Uh, does he defends mm-hmm. wild uh, cattle, livestock, um, you know, other animals? I like some words that were used to describe him: a powerful, rustic, sober, calm. 
I also like this description. Moves with a heavy, slow roll. Okay. That's me. That's, well, I move yeah. with a heavy, slow roll. But deliberate. <laughs> deliberate. I was yeah. noticing there's a photo which we might or might not share, but he's got, looks like, nice teeth. Mm-hmm. That's a good indicator. Mm-hmm. I see very little gray in the face and muzzle, which kind of dogs tend to get that as they mm-hmm. age. His is brown. So there's something genetically enhancing him yeah. here. Yeah. Of course, and I'm not sure what all this with, wood is here. With he's, white on his chest. Maybe these are sticks that are thrown and he goes and catches them. They're pretty big sticks. <laughs> he's too calm and sober to go to catch sticks. That's true. Yeah, but he is rustic. Been there, done that. So he probably likes sticks. Rustic. Yeah. <laughs> The normal lifespan for this kind of dog is 12 to 14 years, so he is going to town Way on past the years. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big dog, usually 77 <clears throat> to 132 pounds. Yeah, which is also the age t- limit tends to be less for larger dogs. Yes. So Because if you go to uh, look up the oldest living dogs, the record, you know, the record setters, mm-hmm. Most of them you are what you did there? Did smaller you catch dogs. That? Did you catch that? <laughs> what did I say? Record setters. The Irish <laughs> Springer setters, Irish setters, record setters. Well, none of those are in here. Okay. But there, you know, there are some bigger dogs. There's a sheep dog and a Labrador retriever. Um, but looks like three of the top ten are chihuahuas or chihuahua mixes. Yeah. <laughs> little chihuahuas live Those forever. Those little yo quiero, ferocious yo quiero, pieces of crap will live forever. Yo Taco Bell. <laughs> Here, lizard, lizard, lizard. Number ten is actually a chihuahua named Toby Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I looked him up. I thought, well, he must be from Oklahoma, but he's not. Uh, I would have thought it would have been named Jimmy Buffett for some reason. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and he is still... Living, so he's twenty two years 22. old. Twenty two. Mm-hmm. Toby's got some a couple age. of the others that are still living. Uh, Spike, another Chihuahua, he's twenty three, and then this other one called Gino Hammerstrike, also a Chihuahua. <laughs> There's got to be a story behind that. <laughs> twenty two years yeah, old. Yeah, that's got to be a Marvel character or something. <laughs> Goodness, these names. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ogden Nash has a, a poem. It's really appropriate for today because it I think it stopped raining right now but it was raining pretty heavily all morning before we started recording yeah, it's wet and uh, so this is an Ogden Nash poem called The Dog The truth I do not stretch or shove when I state that the dog is full of love I've also found by actual test a wet dog is the lovingest <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed that dogs Maybe cats. I'm a, I'm a dog person. Eww, kitty, kitty. I, I love cats, but I'm allergic to them, so therefore there's a little bit of a barrier. But when dogs are bathed and you tell them off initially. That's not good enough. They run. We have to run. It's got to be. A, it's exciting. Some, you know, they've realized that I haven't died in the water. I, wasn't, I haven't drowned. I must run now through the house. And and crumple up every carpet that I run through mm-hmm. and jump on the bed and down, couch and down, chair and down, and around and around and around. I needed a video of that dog, explanation you just did. Dog people, he had, you dog he people, had hand movements for I'm all of that again. up and down and all around and hit the microphone. You dog people know what I mean. When you when you bathe your dogs, it's exciting. Yeah. It is very exciting. And the towel is not good enough, like I said, oh, because they have to enough. run around, race around, yes, and then and they roll, roll around. Roll in the carpet and the uh-huh, chairs try, and Trying to get drier and yeah. relieve themselves. Yeah. Now, we are recording in May, the and. I did notice, though, in August, so we'll ha- maybe we'll have to 
revisit the dog again in August. August 26th is International Dog Day. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, well, now I'm bumping into everything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We're excited. You know, I see some, you know, podcasters sometimes um, with their really heavy duty, wonderful equipment. I think we sound as good as any professional Agreed. podcast, Agreed. but we probably yeah. could really use those mics that are hanging. Yeah. You know, so th- that we're not always banging it. <laughs> I think that, that just strokes their ego, you know. <laughs> yeah. I have a poem that I wanted to share with you. Please do. And it, with everyone, not just me. With not, with everyone, with all of you, all of all of you, Canis familiaris lovers, as as we are. Okay, I dropped a ball in your lap. It's time to play. I just put a ball in your lap, so it's time to play. See that ball I placed in your lap? That means it's time to play. You can have your emergency appendectomy any other day, but I dropped a ball in your lap, and now it's time to play. <laughs> Did you write that? No. <laughs> I just, that is so typical. But enough about you and your, you're howling yeah. about something and I don't know what it is, but, but, it's, but it's time to play. Yeah. It's important. Have you not noticed what I have placed before you? The ball. Come on The ball, now. the most important thing in the universe, the ball, yeah. you know. Now, <clears throat> do you know if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, and smells like a duck, but Chuck Norris says it's a dog, it's a damn dog. <laughs> He was fighting words. You didn't know I was going to bring Chuck Norris joke into this, did you? I did not know. No. Do you know what a fear of dogs is? Um, Canabotophobia. I didn't know this. It's xenophobia, because sino is a Greek word for dog. And there are a lot of people that have xenophobia. I was severely xenophobic as a toddler. I have no idea why. My sister Kelly was, too. Was she? Because she she was attacked by a pack of dogs. Oh, okay. I don't recall being attacked unless it was... Maybe in my mother was attacked in in the, and I was in utero, you know, <laughs> and my twin sister didn't protect me, you know, in utero. But uh, we got Renee, look, we not get... protecting, <laughs> not protecting him from the very right. beginning when you were a zygote. Right, right. <laughs> Zeitgeist. And, 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 you know, I would climb any shin next to me, but we got a little rat terrier when I was three. Oh, that would make you xenophobic, uh, rat terriers. But she was gentle and uh, I outgrew it. I seemed to outgrew it. Hmm. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, fear of dogs is called xenophobia. Um, fear of tight spaces is claustrophobia. Fear of Chuck Norris is called logic. <laughs> logic. I might have that. I, I fear what he might be saying. You know, what is fear of cats? Felophobia? Felinophobia. Felinophobia. Perhaps. Cat scratch fever. <laughs> <laughs> that's something entirely that's, different. That's different. That's different. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> right. I liked what, um, going back to Bobby, his uh, his person said about him. I don't, do I have that? Yes. Lionel Costa. Lionel Costa. Bobby is special because looking at him is like remembering the people who were part of our family and unfortunately are no longer here, like my father, my brother, or my grandparents who've already left this world, mm. he said, because uh, Costa himself was only eight years old whenever, you know, he got Bobby. Well, yeah. When Bobby was born. Mm-hmm. So now to, he's 39. And to have, a, to have a dog that long, that's something none of us have experienced. No, even Truly. though I had a cat that lived to be 20 and a half. And I thought one day, this is really interesting because I've had this cat for a third of my life. Mm-hmm. 
and that was really cool. But anyway, the same day that you you I'm still banging things. She's sorry, excited about her cats. Sorry, people. <laughs> that kitty the day you, day you said we should do the an episode on Bobby the dog was the same day. Oh, Facebook, Facebook knows Facebook. all. Yeah, yeah. Posted this memory, uh, one of my memories from a couple of years ago. And this is what it was. It was me saying this. I took a photo of my 20-year-old cat, Cloud, last night because she was just sitting on the floor in front of me, staring me down for no apparent reason. I sent it to my son, who was 11 years old when we got her. He was the one who named her. And I asked, what do you think she's mad about? And he said, existing Existing, yeah, <laughs> just exist. Just you looked at me wrong. And see, I got to know Cloud yeah. during her last few uh-huh. months of life. Is that correct? Uh, she was the we, little gray and little white. Little gray white. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was a little threadbare, <laughs> you know. But she was, you know, visiting on the porch. Yes, yes, yes. She she got around and mm-hmm. she spoke and uh, and she did speak. She didn't really meow. She would really talk. Mm-hmm. Um, up to the last moment, I came home one day from work, and she was just lying under um, um, a table, yeah. dead. Yeah. Well, that's the way to go, yeah. you know, under the protection of a good table, and probably having <laughs> the dreams protection of, of a good table. Probably having <laughs> dreams of, of you know, um, kitty treats. <laughs> what do you, I don't know what they're called? You know, fancy know. feast. She was know. she was quite the princess. She would go sit in front of a mirror and just look at herself. It, she was quite admire the deal. me. You, yeah, you, you may admire me. Yeah, yeah. And I said that my son named her, which he did, but his first name that he wanted to give her was Fluffernutter, and I said no. <laughs> you know, for a number of reasons, I can see where that would be problematic. <laughs> and he probably just thought that was an innocent suggestion, but now as a grown man, he probably thought, "I'm so glad." <laughs> You of course, know. he came back at me by saying, you know what you called me when I was a child. I don't remember this, but you've told me you called me Bobinky. <laughs> Which is a little less descriptive as Fluffer Nutter, you think. Goodness. Like, at least it wasn't that. Right. Yeah. As a Fluffer Nutter has way too many syllables for this little cat. <laughs> so then he got back at me with, okay, cloud. Cloud. All right. Perfect. All right. She looks like a nice Light colored. She was. Cloud. She was. You know, before she got twenty years old and a little bit frail, she was. She was kind of a a fluffer nutter little little mm-hmm. thing, a mm-hmm. little cloudy thing. Yeah. Uh, but but way too small for that many syllables. <laughs> <laughs> I was wanting to ask you. Yes. Why are there so many seemingly movies, um, etc., uh, about dogs than cats? It's the age old question. Because they're both quite popular. Mm-hmm. You know, you have cat people and dog people, and you have both people. You know, excuse me, that's my stomach. <laughs> I can hear that <laughs> through hear the that? mic. <laughs> oh, y'all got me going here. My eggs are wearing thin. Um, I bet there's a practical reason because it's probably a lot easier to train dogs for movies than it is cats. Well, cats true. are not very trainable. Cats are hard to walk and. You know, yeah. things like this. They will do whatever the hell they want to do. I do remember. I don't care what you say or give me as a treat. The popular movie in this early 70s, That Darn Cat, or mm-hmm. late 60s, mm-hmm. Haley Mills. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah, that, sort of. They had several cats. I think she, it was a Siamese. And, of course, it was a Disney movie, that, you know, that, that Darn Cat. So, My grandmother always had Siamese cats. Who? Exotics. Yeah. And she always named them the same thing. Cyan Oh, Susie. Susie. Every cat she had was named Susie. 
Susie. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know how she told them apart. <laughs> Here, Susie. <laughs> My dad had two miniature poodles named Benji, one after the other. Um, to me, it's kind of sacrilegious to name a dog the same name as the other dog. Yeah. You know, it's like, Benji, what do you mean? It's not a reincarnation. It's just a lack of imagination as far as I'm <laughs> right. concerned. <laughs> right. One of my favorite poets of all time, Pablo Neruda, uh, has a poem. He, he wrote, he loved both dogs and cats, so he has lots of poems about both. But this is a poem about uh, a dog that I particularly okay. like and his philosophy about his dog. And um, it, it's titled, A Dog Has Died. My dog has died. I buried him in the garden next to a rusted old machine. Someday I'll join him right there. But now he's gone with his shaggy coat, his bad manners, and his cold nose. And I, the materialist who never believed in any promised heaven in the sky for any human being, I believe in a heaven I'll never enter. Yes, I believe in a heaven for all dogdom, where my dog waits for my arrival, waving his fan-like tail in friendship. I'll not speak of sadness here on earth, of having lost a companion who was never servile, his friendship for me, like that of a porcupine withholding its authority, was the friendship of a star, aloof, with no more intimacy than was called for, with no exaggerations. He never climbed all over my clothes, filling me full of his hair or his mange. He never rubbed up against my knee like other dogs obsessed with sex. No. My dog used to gaze at me, paying me the attention I need, the attention required, to make a vain person like me understand that, being a dog, he was wasting time. But with those eyes so much purer than mine, he'd keep on gazing at me with a look that reserved for me alone, all his sweet and shaggy life, always near me, never troubling me, and asking nothing." I, how many times have I envied his tail as we walked together on the shores of the sea in the lonely winter of Isla Negra, where the wintering birds filling the sky. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> filling the sky. And my hairy dog was jumping about, full of the voltage of the sea's movement. My wandering dog, sniffing away with his golden tail, held high, face to face with the ocean spray. Joyful, 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 as only dogs know how to be happy, with only the autonomy of their shameless spirit. There are no goodbyes for my dog who has died, and we don't now and never did lie to each other. So now he's gone, and I buried him, and that's all there is to it. And the facts are the facts. That's it. Now, that reminds me of you in a sense, because <laughs> I sense that you would like nothing better than to have your ashes scattered next to an old Underwood typewriter. <laughs> if, you, if, if Ida's ashes are close by or, or, your, or your beloved cats. And next, uh, my ne house is surrounded by dead dogs and cats. <laughs> next, to, next to an old keyboard. That, that's your idea of kind of heaven. There's an her. old keyboard out there, too. You mentioned yeah. there was an old uh, uh, typewriter. There's an old typewriter know. out there in the yard. Right, mm -hmm. right. Yes, you know. I'm sorry, that was kind of long and I lost my place, but I just, I oh, just love it's it. it's excellent. Yeah. yeah. And it just no nonsense. This is how it was. This yeah. is what this dog was like. And, you know, he's gone and he was joyful while he was here. And 
That's it. That's it. That's, mm-hmm. all, uh, uh, that's all she wrote. As I've told you recently, my dear friends Tina and Jill in, in Oklahoma City just a couple of days ago made the decision to help their Luca transition um, out of her pain. When and it's a it's a heavy thing. It's a heavy thing to make the decision, and to they've got a wonderful vet that will will come to them. And you know, it's just a it, it's a it's a it's a mercy, and it's also a in my opinion, now that I'm older, it is the ultimate kindness, mm-hmm. the ultimate <laughs> kindness. So I wanted to let them know, you know, I'm thinking of them. And it, I have, and I'm going to go out on the limb here. I have mourned probably, <laughs> Don't fall off probably, out there. probably as much for, for the loss of my dogs as I have for family members, oh, uh, yeah. my human family members. Oh, yeah. It is, it has caved me in, mm-hmm. in ways that maybe it's the unconditional love or the, just the, that is suddenly absent. Mm-hmm. I'm gesturing again. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Well, there's it's a closeness quite... too. It's like Cloud, that my cat, that yeah. uh, was a third of my life mm-hmm. that she was with me every day, right yeah. there. You yeah. know, so and, and that you're not with your relatives every day, right there, unless it's you know, yeah. you know, uh, somebody and, who lives with you. And she recognized you. You were her person. You know, as yeah. as, as, as as much as I think cats. <laughs> she was pretty aloof. She was aloof. Yeah, she recognized me. <laughs> she was vain and aloof. She liked the mirror. You know, I had this great picture of her. She's sitting in between. She's sitting at the the border between the kitchen and the living room. So right where the tile gives way to the carpet. And she's just right there and right in the middle of it and just sitting there staring at me and sat there long enough for me to get my phone and take a picture of her. And it was just like she was from that um uh, you know the 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 Holy Grail, the Monty Python thing. None shall pass. That's what I thought when I was looking <laughs> from the picture. Yeah. None shall None pass. None shall pass. Yeah. <laughs> and dogs are so different. You know, this yeah. morning during the thunderstorm. Dog you know, wouldn't I'm, sit still for a picture. I had two under my feet. I get in the shower. That's thundering, and they're, they're, it's raining, and and raining is you know can cause death to them apparently you know i can't go outside and i might get wet but i will i will lay in front of the shower so you must step over me when you get out and then i'll lay at your feet when you're putting on your underwear and socks and then i'll follow you to the kitchen you know and i'll be under your feet at the kit at the sink you know so you will protect me you know i have a feeling uh, bill if you if i had known you when i had one of my Dogs. I haven't had any dogs in a while, but I used to have dogs all the time. Tried to have a dog, but yeah, Yeah, he he abandoned me for my sister. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I love hounds, and at one time I had two red bone coon hounds. I had a red Clifford, and Clifford, they were both rescue dogs. And Clifford, when I got him, he already he only had three legs. Well, he actually had the fourth leg, but it was you know he couldn't use it, Mm -hmm. and so he ran around on three legs. and And he was already kind of old, and we didn't really know what had happened to him, what his backstory was. But I, I was living with a guy at the time, and he really liked this guy. He really liked Ken, and he didn't much care for me, even though I was the one who pretty much had, you know, rescued him and taken care of him. And one day I came home, and he was under my trailer and whining. And I'm like, oh, it's his time, you know. He's, is there something happened? He's crawled back there, and he's going to die. And I couldn't uh, get to him because they're skirting all around the trailer. Mm -hmm. And the only place where I could go was right underneath the porch where there wasn't any skating, uh, uh, skirting. And so I could crawl under there a little bit and look over there at him. And I shined a flashlight and he was just sitting over there kind of, 
Yeah. Ooh, right. I'm like, oh no. But I couldn't really get to him. And I, I certainly couldn't have dragged him all the way um, over to that opening. So what I did was I got this really sharp pair of shears. They were like garden shears. And I cut the skirting of my trailer right where he was uh, lying. So I cut a big hole in the skirting, opened it up and went in. I gave him a little bit of water. Ooh, you know, and he was just kind of licking his legs and everything, uh, but he wouldn't come out, and I couldn't drag him out. He was probably 80 pounds or, or more, yeah. and so I just I felt really sad, and I got out, and I was sitting on the porch, and I was thinking about calling the vet, you know, and seeing if he would come out and put him out of his misery, and about that time, Ken drives up and comes home from work, and so I'm telling him what happens. He's like, oh, you know, and he bent down. At the opening that I had creating, massacring my skirting, and he said, Clifford, what's going on? Clifford gets up, walks out from the skirting, and then just, he's fine. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I miss, my, I miss my master. I've got separation anxiety. And I was sitting there, bro- you know, I had actually started crying. I was kind of broken down. So when I was telling him the story, he looks in there. Yeah. Clifford, what's the deal? And Clifford just, oh, and he just comes right out. Because you don't know if he's had a cardiac you event. Jerk. Or, right. It's like, I just, <laughs> I just miss my master. I miss him. Uh, but Clifford is, is like I said, I've got dead cats and dogs all around my house. He's yeah. buried. Him and Ida Red are both buried just west of my house. You know, that's a consideration is uh, now that I'm at my age, when I, if I get a puppy, what do I do with this animal if it outlives me? Do, do I make arrangements? <laughs> who, who, who would like this little critter? And if the animal becomes like Cloud or Buffy, Buffy is another cat that I had who she lived on. She was 19 when she died, and she was just horrible. I mean, you just couldn't stand to be around her. It was just like, <laughs> you know. Spicy. Just, oh, spicy man. Cat. And, um, you know, if you're, you're like her, nobody's going to take that cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she'll she'll swat you to death with those little paws like so, they do. So it's a good thing she didn't outlive me. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of hounds, <clears throat> as we were, some of the most I, there are some movies I cannot watch again. Mar- oh. Marley and Me. Yeah. Old Yeller was Old Yeller was was kind of bad. Where the Red Fern Grows oh is what got me. Oh, where old, the Red Fern Little Ann and Old Dan, you know? Oh, my. I, you know, I almost and we're right it. in the middle of that story, you know, Bill. Right. Right, right here. Right here in this area. In northeastern yeah. Oklahoma. But, you know, the, I almost get a lump in my throat thinking about the devotion of, the, of those two sweet dogs. Mm-hmm. And that. Red Bone Coonhounds. Red Bone Coonhounds. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Love Just a good love a good hound. Love it. Yes. Right. <laughs> and Bobby, the say, say what he is again. Um, I've got to look up. Raffiero? 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 De Alenteo? It means. Sounds like a Italian dish. As far as I can tell, it means mongrel. Mongrel of Alenteo. Okay. Okay. Mongrel. Mongrel. I wonder. But I also saw that it also just means dog or cattle dog. He might be an actual mixed breed, and that's what they're just calling him the mongrel of the city. Yeah, uh, oh. perhaps. Okay, one of those dogs that's on the the list of oldest but, dogs in the Guinness Book is he's classified as a mongrel. He so, was from Hungary. His name was Buxy. So, <laughs> Raffiero do Alentejo. So maybe Raffiero means mongrel of the city Alent- yes. Alentejo. Yes, I think that's what it means. So, but I'm not sure if the translation mongrel. Wait, is wait, we're wrong because a purebred Raffiero de Alentejo. 
See, I don't think mongrel means the same thing. I everywhere. guess not because if they're saying purebred, yeah. so there can't be a purebred and a mongrel. Yeah. Even though I have a problem with mongrels, since we're all mongrels. Basically. I love mongrels. I love. They're my favorite dogs <laughs> or mongrels. Yes. Talk about not having the need of anything whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Mongrel. Mongrel. Yeah. <laughs> my little rescue. She was a mongrel. Mm-hmm. You know, she was. She was. Happened to be pregnant. They're just found, so unassuming. And found her just, yes. Found her just down the road at Harps. Oh, yeah. Shopping at Harps. Yeah. You know, and there she was, a little skinny thing. And, you know, it, it's 12 years later. Now here we are. It's the best of, of the animal world. Yeah. Speaking of the animal world, do you know, Bill, there's really no theory of evolution. No, there's not. No, it's hmm. just a list of animals that Chuck Norris allows to live. <laughs> Chuck Norris. <laughs> that he doesn't throat punch. <laughs> You know, I, be, I bet you Master Paul could give Chuck a run for his money. You know, he could, he well, could, probably nowadays, yeah. How know, old is a dude? Eighty-seven. I don't know. You know probably, I still, I still wouldn't take him on. He's as old as the number of episodes we've recorded. I think. You know, all I know is that hairpiece has got to go because it's not realistic looking, <laughs> Chuck. You know, and I'm gonna get, get trouble. Sorry, sorry. I think we made a record this time of how many times we hit the, our microphones in the table while we were recording. And I didn't even notice. But I was I'm doing not mine. editing any of it. Thank you all for being with us on this episode, talking about Bobby the dog. The dogs. We love dogs. We appreciate yeah. you. Please share. Please. Uh, give us a five star review. Yeah, five star review. Come yeah, in and leave, and leave poetry and get and prizes. Talk about us. And you know, when you talk about us and you try to get people to listen, don't even tell them it's about poetry, okay? Yeah. yeah. Just tell them it's funny. Yeah. Tell them it's about, yeah. I kind of feel a little bit like we're, you know, a high school English class and people don't want to listen to us because it's about poetry. And because people have scared. this preconceived notion, you know. <laughs> And we, you know, we very lightly about poetry, sometimes heavier than others. Yeah, yeah. We just try to be funny. Yes. So share us, please. Share share, and share alike. <laughs> right. Thanks, everybody. Don't a dog a hey. Did I say that right? Yeah, till we meet again. <laughs>